We continue to await the arrival of Greg Pogue's granddaughter. What a blessed event. Just in time for the holidays. Greg out today. John Burton, Patton Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. We are presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. She joins us every Monday right around this time, 1025 or so. The Hall of Fame sports writer from the Associated Press, the Queen, Teresa Walker. T, I didn't know if you're coming on today because I didn't see you at the game yesterday. How are you? Dude, I was there. I mean, come on. I Did you mean, see me? I didn't see you. So, I mean, hey, it was one of those days where I was moving a little slowly. Okay. I went to Memphis on Friday for, you know, Jaws' first uh, talk uh, to public uh, mm-hmm. in, in forever. Mm-hmm. And I, let's just say that I've been around long enough that 11-hour days take a little bit more of a toll <laughs> than they used to, shall we say? I understand. Well, I... Yeah, well, I didn't see it. Normally, you know, I see you. I say hello to you at the game. I didn't see it. Please charge it to my head and not my heart. Good to talk with you. Yeah, we're, we're going to ask you about John Morant in a little bit. But first of all, just uh, overall thoughts of what you saw yesterday. Um, obviously, the running game and the offensive line are the big issues of the day. Uh, but, uh, man, it was a day of missed opportunities for the Titans, right? You think about the... Uh, the Roger McCreary interception that should have been. Eric uh, Garrer should have had an interception. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had that deep pass over the middle that he ended up dropping. And we talked about, obviously, the Levis interception that he threw where he had Traylon Burks butt naked wide open down the left sideline. A lot of missed opportunities for the Titans yesterday. A lot of missed opportunities. And I'm going to point out that, uh, and I know people don't want to hear it, but they are a missed extra point in each of their two home games from being seven and seven and right in the playoff playoff mix with everybody else with three games left. And that's the line and six of their games this year, six of their losses by eight points or less. So for, you know, for everybody and, and, and Derek Henry, as bad as everybody is dogging on the run game, uh, two things. Uh, Nico Ryans is a, was a defense coordinator before he came head coach. Derrick Henry had run for over a thousand yards in the fast, last five games against the Houston Texans franchise. You think Nico Ryans was smart enough to maybe not want to let Derrick Henry get started against them? And then, uh, again, I go back to the fact that Derrick Henry still, the reason you, you try to run him is one, if you don't run, then, uh, you know, defenses are going to tee off on your quarterback. We saw it late when they made it very obvious that they couldn't run against them. And then Derrick Henry is still fifth in the NFL in rushing yards today after that performance yesterday, which was the worst against the Houston Texans since he became a starter. So I'm just saying you run Derrick Henry because he is a big part of your offense. So for everyone ready to move on, uh, calm down. Wait a minute. Did you not see that picture before the game? The Mount Rushmore for this franchise, Eddie, Derek, and yes, the Earl of Pearl, Campbell. I mean, there's a reason why you try to run the ball in the NFL. So everybody who's throwing a little conniption, this team is what it is. And, you know, it's painful. Yes, you all want to be competing for the number one pick overall and the number one draft uh, or, or draft slot and the number one seed, you can't have it all. And this team has tried. They have squeezed as that much as humanly possible out of this roster. 
And, uh, you know, this is where we're at, unfortunately. Eliminated with three games to go. Teresa, I get all that, but, you know, I think an argument could be made that the Titans were way too predictable. I mean, it was first down run, first down run, first down run. I understand yeah, what you ran, ran way too much. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying about, yeah, you run Derrick Henry because this is what you do and he's Derrick Henry. I get all that. But your job as a coaching staff also is to, you know, adjust to what the other team is doing. Why, why not a short pass? Why not a play-action shot here or there on first down? And didn't we see just how well that tempo, up-tempo offense worked last week when they scored 15 points in the span of three minutes? Look I mean, pretty good. You know, it, it is okay, Tim, to, you know, Kelly, to, you know, to switch things up, to, you know, to, to, to go off balance and, and try to do some things. So, you know, that is an absolutely, completely fair and, and true argument. So, uh, but, you know, here's the thing, you know, it, 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 it didn't happen. They didn't do it. And, you know, we, we finally saw Traylon Burks have a decent day yesterday. Um, you know, it just, it just feels like as as much as things were going yesterday that maybe, you know, a team that they've been trying to keep together to push over the finish line is just wearing out a teeny bit. I mean, you know, think about it. As many pieces as the Houston Texans were missing, the Titans were missing some as well. And, you know, the guy that they missed maybe the most was Jeffrey Simmons, as uh, Mike Singletary, no, Devin Singletary. I, you hear the name Singletary. I don't know about you, J.B. I do, yeah. That's, Mike, a, that's, a first, right? that's the first thing that comes it, to my mind is the Hall of Fame middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears, of course. Of course. But if they'd had Jeffrey Simmons in there, hmm, maybe the Texans couldn't run the ball as well as they did. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's just it, it's, it's a painful situation, and nobody likes it, but this is where we're at. And, yeah, there are questions that they need to ask and answer about, you know, you know you've got to scheme better. I mean, yes, you have to be able to run the ball in the NFL. You want to be balanced. We, you know, we heard Mike Vrabel say after the game they've won a lot of games doing that kind of thing, but – they weren't able to run it yesterday, and you've got to make something happen. And if you, and, and I'm a great proponent. I love, I mean, guess what? Call me crazy, JB, but it is possible to open up run lanes when the opposing team is doing everything possible to keep you from running the ball by throwing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Teresa Walker joins us from the Associated Press. All right, uh, Will Levis obviously injured late in that game. Uh, Rappaport says... Uh, the Titans believe it's an ankle sprain MRI today. Uh, where are you at in terms of what the Titans should do with Levis? Three games to go, not going to the playoffs. Do you try to you know, throw him back out there and play so you get more tape on him? Or do you say, okay, we've seen enough, rookie. We're shutting you down. Ryan Tannehill, go on out there. Or or Malik Willis. I don't Do you want to see it get worse? Uh, I, excuse me. Do, are, have we forgotten four sacks uh, in London from Malik Willis? So, that's a no for me on Malik Willis. Uh, I still think that you want to try to grow Will uh, Levis. And, and, you know, experience matters, and getting him on the field is important at this point. So, uh, you know, now the challenge is uh, keeping him alive and upright because, you know, nobody learns if you're hurt. And I think everybody, when you saw him, you know, the, my colleague's picture of him screaming, uh, you know, when that leg went back, you know, it's it looked like, bad. Oh, yeah, it did look back. And, and the fact that, 
you know, at first he's not putting any weight on it, and then he walks off, and then he's jogging on the sideline. I mean, impressive. But this is also a guy whose draft stock dropped last year because he finished the season for Kentucky playing with an injury that doctors told him he could have probably, you know, just do, hang it up, go sit, you know, go rest and prep for the draft, and yet he kept playing. But, I mean, how do you learn experience? So I'm going to default back to that, that, yes, if, you can, if, if, if he is healthy enough to play, if he can protect himself, then, yeah, you keep playing him. What did you make of what Derek Henry had to say about his future after the game? Uh, it's absolutely a valid issue. I mean, in question, I mean, he is not under contract after this year. Uh, they've got enough cap space that, uh, you know, I could foresee a – you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard situation with the uh, Titans next year uh, with Ty J Spears and Derrick Henry. And, you know, you know, use Derrick to, you know, Derrick is still, again, fifth in the NFL in rushing. And so uh, as, as dazzling as Ty J Spears has been, I, I think that, you know, at, that maybe I find a way to keep him if you possibly can, because of what he's meant to this franchise, of the possi- you know, how close he is to chasing down Eddie's mark. And, 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 and the fact that, you know, yesterday was the exception, but almost every game this year when he's done something with the ball, whether it's a 100-yard game or it's yet another touchdown, he is literally running into historic area and, and doing things that the very best in this game's history have done. That's why I'm thinking I try to keep him here and find a way to find a contract with the space they've got. This is not a team next offseason that is going to be looking like, you know, this year Rand was scouring under the couch cushions for change, trying to do things for this roster. That's not going to be the problem this next offseason. So they have flexibility that they did not have before. And, and it allows them to focus on the areas that they absolutely must. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, T, but I also, and I said this earlier in the show, doesn't Derek owe it to himself to test the free agency market to see, you know, what his worth oh, is? Yeah. But but here's the thing. I mean, we're, we're, you know, you know, it, the biggest question this franchise had was who's going to be the quarterback after the season? Will Levis has answered that question, and, 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 and now it's get him help, protect him. Give him some more offensive weapons. Where do those weapons need to be? Well, they need to be at wide receiver and more help at tight end. And, oh, yeah, protect him on that offensive line. So with Tajay Spears and Derrick Henry, I think that's a running back duo, JB, that can absolutely uh, do what you need to do on offense. So that's why I spend my you know, you know, focus and attention on those areas. And now for Derrick, sure. But, you know, I mean, shoot, we heard all offseason that, you know, Titans were going to trade Derrick Henry to Buffalo. Well, Buffalo is scrambling right now trying to stay alive just ahead of where the Titans kind of are. So, I mean, there is nothing guaranteed in the NFL when it comes to the postseason. It just isn't. Switching gears, T, the Predators uh, continue to win. Nice overtime win at Carolina Friday. They come home to Bridgestone, 3-1 win over the Capitals on Saturday. And it seems like we talk about it every week. They just seem to be getting better and better and better. Big test tomorrow night. Uh, Vancouver coming in, tied for the most wins in the Western Conference. Yeah, but you know what? They're facing the Predators team that uh, since the middle of November is first in the league in wins, points, you name it. 
Uh, this team seems to be settling in. It's amazing what uh, coaching change can do, right? And giving some young kids an opportunity. And oh yeah, maybe you know, it's nice to see a center who's getting a big contract, but actually is contributing. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, he certainly, you know, Ryan O'Reilly certainly seems to have rejuvenated Philip Forsberg, who is having the season of his career at this moment. Uh, but, you know, Barry Trotz has, has pressed all the right buttons so far to start his tenure as GM for this franchise, and it is interesting and fun to watch. So I, I, we all kind of thought this team would be fun to watch, but let's face it, when you're fun to watch and you're winning, hmm. I mean, hey, and, and Saros, you know, six straight wins, uh, most in his career, uh, he, he, he's doing well. So it's like not that we ever doubted that. But, uh, you know, I'll say this, JB, out of the three professional teams that I covered the most in this state, that was not the team I had on my bingo card for keeping an eye on for having to cover next April in the postseason. And let's just say I'm, and it's a good thing I write things down with pencil. Yeah, right. Hey, real quick, what did you make of what John Morant had to say as he gets ready to come back to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies? Well, he was absolutely right in that what he says isn't going to matter. It's going to be what he does with his actions. And the problem is he returns to a team that is, uh, you know, among the worst in the uh, NBA, among the worst in the West. Uh, you know, they still have not found a way to rebound the ball effectively. They can't shoot threes. And, you know, Desmond Bay and Jaron Jackson Jr. have been doing their best to carry this franchise. And, you know, Ja said that, you know, he's not going to try to come out tomorrow night in his first game back from suspension and, and post a historic night that, you know, he understands that he's not, you know, this is his start of the season. He's been practicing and doing five on five and things like that with the, with the uh, Grizzlies, but it's a whole other thing to get up to game speed. So, uh, but the fact of the matter is there's a reason Adam Silver put him in a pair of timeouts this year for a total of 33 games. It, it, it's to try to get his attention. And the only way we're going to know, because, again, he, he said something similarly uh, when the season ended with the six-game ouster to the Lakers, that he knew he had to do a better off the court and make better decisions so that he could be available. And then two weeks later, you know, he, he he's having fun and gets into trouble again with the commissioner. So prove it. Don't say it. Yeah, and the league needs him as one of the bright young stars in the league. You're always our brightest star, T. Got your holiday shopping done? Uh, no. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> I still Good got time. To us, right? <laughs> it's the final countdown, T. You better get going. Uh, people are getting lots of gift cards. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of Venmo. There you go. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Venmo hits. T, always a pleasure. Appreciate you coming on. Have a great day, okay? All right. Well, uh, hopefully I'll see you later if you're over at uh, Mike Brable at noon. If not, Wednesday for sure. There you go. We'll see you. <laughs> All right. Take care. There she 